Getting signed to a major record label within a year of forming a band may seem impossible, but it's exactly what happened to New Zealand-Australian rock band The Malanes in 1985. How did they score a contract so quickly? Well, The Malanes were technically a supergroup composed of Neil Finn and Paul Hester from Split Ends, Craig Hooper from The Reels, and Nick Seymour, brother of Hunters and Collectors singer-songwriter and guitarist Mark Seymour. Of course, Hooper left the group before they signed on with a label, but they started as a supergroup. You wouldn't know they were Antipodean rock royalty from the way Capitol Records treated them, though. The label immediately forced the group to change their name, booked them for small shows in Australia and New Zealand, and set the three members up in the tiniest apartment they could find in Los Angeles when it came time to record an album. Their cozy living arrangement inspired the band's new name, Crowded House. The group's first single, Mean to Me, received moderate airplay, but it was the second single off their debut album that took off, hitting number two on the Billboard Hot 100, number one in New Zealand and Canada, number eight in Australia, number six in Norway, number seven in the Netherlands, and number 13 in Germany. Written on the piano of Finn's brother Tim, the song took a lot of reworking to turn into the international smash hit we recognize today. Quote, The day I did it, I knew I had something quite special. Then the next day, when we played with the band, and it sounded like a bag of shit, it was only when Mitchell Froome, the producer, suggested the bass line, which Nick elaborated on, that it really found its groove. I was wavering away doing demos, and Mitchell made some quite profound suggestions, like an R&B bass line might be better than a rock or pop approach, or a Hammond organ could sound nice. These were not textures I was used to. He filled in quite a few areas that we weren't covering, but maybe it made our individual sound less distinctive. It took a while, but then the single started to work in the U.S., and the whole record went on to have a pretty big life, said Neil Finn. The single certainly led a big life, with the song featuring everything from 1994 miniseries The Stand to a 2005 episode of the animated sitcom American Dad. The song remains a standard for both Crowded House, who have reformed several times since disbanding in 1996, and for Finn himself, who often performed the hit along with Fleetwood Mac during their most recent tours. Finn has not grown tired of the track. Quote, I really enjoy singing it every time I do, and I'm super pleased and proud that the song that is almost the most identifiable for us is, I think, one of my best songs, said Finn. That's right, we're talking Don't Dream It's Over by Crowded House on Cover Me. Hey That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one has come to build a wall between us. I'm your host, as always, The Snake, joined by my liberated co-host, Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger, what's going on? What is going on? Honestly, not much. I'm just kind of tired, and it's really smoky again. Mm, the sweet sensations, sweet sensations of liberation. Of liberation. Um. Love to hear it, Alex. I'm glad the smoke hasn't left. Well, it did leave, but then it came back. It's back. I, we can finally start calling Calgary the big smoke. Again? Which is apparently what some people call Vancouver. Why do they call it that? Because of the same reason of that we could now call Calgary the big smoke. Oh, okay. Also, I guess because it's a city and people just assume it's smoky. Uh, Alex. Okay. Much Weird. as I love this banter, this back and forth we got going on, we do have a very special guest today. Oh, Returning we do. for the hundredth time. Uh, everybody around the world, give it up for Greta James. Woo! Woo, yeah! 
Hello, 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 everybody around the world. Hello, Greta. Welcome back. How are you doing? I am doing great. I've got a coffee. I am comfortable on the couch. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to do this. And we're talking. We're finally talking about some NZ content. Yes, we are. It was actually recommended by my friend Jeremy. Hello, Jeremy. Hello, if Jeremy. you listen to this, um, Doubt he it. suggested "Don't Dream It's Over," and Jake didn't know when to put it in, and now here we are. And now we found a time to put it in. <laughs> For it's all relative June. <laughs> Worth noting that Jeremy is Australian, so even the creation of this episode is a New Zealand-Australian collaboration, yes. just like the band Crowded House. Exactly. Beautiful thing. Now, Greta, are you a big Crowded House fan? Um, you more of a split ends girl. Honestly, I I knew you were going to ask this, <laughs> and the truth is, and I think you're very much aware of it, Snake. Maybe not you, Alex, but I know songs, I know people, but I don't know the names of songs or people. So <laughs> I, what do you what do you st- keep space in your brain for, like people you actually meet in real life or something? Uh, even then, it's touch and go if I'm going to remember. <laughs> but I think I like I know songs from Crowded House, but I don't think I just dropped my drink bottle. <laughs> I don't think like ten year old Greta wouldn't know who Crowded House is. My first memory is when I was eighteen, but I still knew the words to sing along, but I didn't know who it was. So your first memory of Crowded House or your first memory? In no, my, my first memory in general. No. Oh, okay. My first memory of Crowded House, because I think it was Better Be Home Soon, which is another topic to talk about, but I was working at a Pearl Jam concert and Crowded House were opening, and I, I, just like, I was like, oh, I don't know who they are, and then when they were playing, I was singing along. I was like, oh, I know some of these songs. Mm. So I unknowingly know Crowded House. You unknowingly know. New Zealand's Pride and Joy. This song in 2001 mm-hmm. was named the second most New Zealish New Zealand song. What was number one? I don't know. <laughs> it better have been um, Why Does Love Do This To Me. Uh, probably. Yeah. Probably. Is that, wait, what's the one where the guy says, doesn't say penis, but everybody says penis? It's a, uh, <laughs> shit, what's the band? The Feelers. <laughs> oh, Come My Little Penis. Oh, okay. No, yeah, no, yeah. it's not The Feelers. Okay, no. okay. The okay. Exponents. The exponent. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Alex, same question to you, big Crowded House guy. Oh, man, I sure didn't know they existed until recently. <laughs> Alex. It's fair, though. It's not like a... They're not everywhere. I mean, yeah, they have this one hit internationally, and that's it. The only other reason yeah. you would know Neil Finn is if you saw Fleetwood Mac on tour, you know, well, I know five you, years ago. You keep telling me... About, you know, Neil Finn uh, filling in in uh, Neil in Fleetwood Mac. And then I just immediately forget who that is. And then then you'll say it again. I'll be like, Neil Finn. Yeah, that's uh, that's, who's that again? And yeah, so that's happened like three or four times. Crowded House. You'll say, I don't know that band. Oh, yeah, Crowded House. You know, Don't Dream It's Over. I'll be like, yeah, that's that song. Let me listen to it. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, because I kind of have a vague inkling that I like knew this song. I mean, that was a number one hit in Canada. So it got airplay when we were children as well. Yeah, and I feel like it's on ads and stuff as well. It's in so many things. So yeah. I, cer- I certainly like recognized it kind of a bit, but I didn't know the name 
of it or the band for sure. Fair. Um, well, or listening to it this words. week, did you like it, Alex? Did you like it? Yeah, it's all right. Oh, Whoa, just all right. Just all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, okay. man. It's uh, it's cool. Okay, right on. I, I fucking <laughs> love this song. I, I can't get enough of it. Granite seems to think Better Be Home Soon is a better song. I think she's crazy. Do you know Better Be Home Soon, Alex? Yeah, he's going to know the deeper cut. <laughs> he might. He fucking might. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a weather with you fan. No, I don't know any other crowded house. Yeah, okay. That's- but I think it's another one of those, like, if you heard it, you'd be like, oh, yeah. This uh, song. That's true. I didn't listen to it. Yeah, you won't know it. It's I don't know it, except for knowing Greta. Uh, Greta, let's get some plugs going on here, though. Where can people find you? Um, so, um, for loyal listeners of the podcast, you will already know that yeah. I have my little business called Poppy Threads. Yeah. It's a pop-up shop in the summer in Vancouver's West End, and it is in full swing now. So, if you... Full swing. Full swing. So if you live in Vancouver, come down. It's close to Stanley Park and English Bay. Um, if you want to find me on the socials, it is Poppy Threads Pop Up on Instagram and just Poppy Threads on Facebook um, or Poppy Threads Info at gmail.com if you want to be discreet. I don't know. <laughs> Discreetly order some, uh, <laughs> some summerwear. Yeah. Yeah. But A it's great fun idea. stuff. Great stuff. Um, yeah, on the corner of Robson and Denman, if you're a, a Vancouver resident. Yeah. Um, what else do I have to say about those links will be in the description, the episode description. So if y'all want to hit those up, give her a follow, give her a like. Yeah. Um, and as always, the, the discount code is covering five for a free high five at checkout. <laughs> <laughs> Not technically a discount. <laughs> um, another sponsor we have today is literally any podcast app that isn't Spotify. Fuck Spotify. Fuck Spotify. Hashtag fuck Spotify. So here's the update for, for those of you not in the know. We now have, I think it's a grand total of 15 or 16 episodes that are no longer on Spotify. Jeez, we're getting massacred out there. I know. Just this last week here, Old Town Road by Lil Nas X. Little Drummer Boy. No what? Time to Die. Rolling in the Deep. Nothing Else Matters. Rocket Man. And whenever, wherever, have been taken down by number one enemy of the podcast, Universal Music Group. Yeah, UMG is not a great uh, thing. Not a fan. No. Bullshit. They can Sugma and Ligma, quite frankly. (laughs) Yeah, they, I mean, little drummer boy? Fucking hell. I know, right? What? You can't own little drummer. We probably, it's probably like they own the William Shatner version or something that we did, like... Yeah, but still, though, like, fucking Little Drummer Boy, jeez. And I've looked, because I was like, okay, we're getting blasted here. They have a, a licensing program for podcasts, and it, like, lists, like, what, like, specific purposes you would license it for. I'm like, well, that's not any of our uses, because our uses is covered under fair use. We barely even use it. I know, we barely use it. It's for, it's for the purpose of criticism and critique. It's, it's built into the podcast, like, description. So yeah. I don't know why Spotify, it's just, it's a whole mess, folks. So stop using Spotify, start using literally any other podcasting app. Is it because you put like a little sample in, or is it just because it's the song? Yeah, it's because you put in a little sample. If we were just talking about the song, no samples, they wouldn't care. Okay. But you put in a little sample, they say, that's ours, we own that, you can't have that. Oh my god, because they don't have enough, do they? Yeah, they don't. But uh, that's our sponsor today. Um, that's, that's our little warm up here. We've talked about all the keynotes. Alex doesn't give a fuck about this song. 
<laughs> thinks it's shit. But we're going to get into the lyrics anyway. Maybe, maybe these lyrics just went over your head, man. Maybe they're yeah, just maybe it's just too high-minded for me, brother. Yeah, maybe. Because, like, let me hit you with this. There is freedom within, there is freedom without. Try to catch a deluge in a paper cup. Which sounds like a pretty difficult thing to do. Yeah, not an easy task. Yeah. So Genius suggests there may be some reference to uh, the Beatles going on here. The within you, without you? Yeah, for the there's freedom within, there's freedom without. And apparently in Across the Universe, there are words are flowing out like okay, endless rain into a paper cup. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, that sounds a little Beatles-y. Um, I'd, I'd believe that. I mean, I it's that. A, 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 a rock and or pop song with a Beatles reference is, you know... I don't know. It's not that um, a dime a dozen. Unexpected. Yeah, quite a few of those. Like, yeah. like we've got a couple of those. So it's believable. It is believable. Um, to further flesh this out, though, I will read a quote from Neil Finn regarding writing the song. He says, "I'm not sure if I remember what the context was exactly, but it was just about on the one hand, kind of feeling lost, and on the other hand, sort of urging myself on. Don't dream it's over." Hmm. So I can see some of that in here. When I think about the idea of there's freedom within, there's freedom without, that means, like, you have the freedom to do whatever it is you feel you can do, but at the same time, the world is also free. It's, he's almost talking more about chaos than freedom here. <laughs> and that yeah. you have this, like, as a human being, your goal, or your, like, what you have to try to do is catch this deluge, this... this all of life you're supposed to somehow encapsulate in a paper cup during your your time on this planet. Because right? you just have such little task. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um the I mean when I think of like there's freedom without, there's freedom within. Um I think of kind of like a search for freedom, you know, looking within mm-hmm. you and looking out outside of you. And in this case without and within sort of encompasses everything, you know? It's like thing and not thing is is everything. Um, so it's just like confusion, right? Like it's, right. it's like, oh, like that doesn't narrow it down at all. It's like, where do you look for freedom? Oh, you know, within and without. Within, like, oh, okay, without. okay, cool. It's Thanks everywhere. The help. It's- <laughs> yeah, it's and like, then it okay. just completely overwhelms you. Yeah, it is a bit of like a Zen Cohen, isn't it? Where it's like, you're supposed to ponder this line and yeah. the concept of catching a deluge in a paper cup until it makes sense. But, yeah, that's that's the trick here. Greta, any other insights? Um, I feel like as well, I don't know, to me it's almost like there is different options. Like, you know, freedom of in, freedom of out. Like, either way, you're going to get somewhere. Yeah, almost like a bit of like a life will go on, right? Yeah, so like you might not make the exact right decision, but... Shit's gonna happen. Shit's gonna happen. Yeah. That kind of that neatly leads us into the second half of the verse. Mm. There's a battle ahead. Many battles are lost, but you'll never see the end of the road while you're traveling with me. I think that ends really sweet while you're traveling with me. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we're a team. We'll get it. Yeah, it's very it's very confident. Or or as he starts out kind of lost on this, but then he's like, you know what? As long as you're with me, we're gonna. Or to go the distance. Yeah. So he acknowledges, like, like again, more impossibility. There's a battle ahead. Many battles are lost. In fact, one could argue every battle is lost because at least one side has to lose a battle, in theory. Right. Every battle is completely neutral. Yeah. If, if you play your cards right, every battle can be a tie, but it's a lot of work. 
Um, anything else to say on that one there, Alex? Uh, only, only to agree um, uh, with sort of the other evaluation of the that coming from Freedom Without, Freedom Within. Because um, when I uh, said it, it was more like being uh, just stopped by by inaction um, mm. and un- unable to figure out where to go versus the idea that like because there are so many options you don't need to stress about getting the correct one necessarily uh if such yeah. a thing even exists and right. then um wait did i i said that tied in didn't i yep all right can i bring this back around um yes and moving on like in your life like this is about kind of how yeah just like life goes on no matter what happens um but they're gonna keep trying yeah yeah Windy progress, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I keep thinking about that, like, catching deluge in a paper cup. It's like, you're going to get something in there, I guess. It might also just blow the fucking cup out, right? Yeah. <laughs> and also, he's going to die first. Yeah, you'll never see the end of the road while you travel with me. So, yeah, I guess he is the first to go. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> I don't really see it. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I can see that. And then we hit the chorus. Hey now, hey now, don't dream it's over. Hey now, hey now, when the world comes in, they come, they come to build a wall between us. We know they won't win. I used to think this was like a breakup song mm-hmm. without actually listening to the lyrics. Yeah, you can really get that from the title line, like devoid of anything else, right? Don't dream it's over. Yeah. Um, but then it's like, we know they won't win. So that obviously isn't. Yeah, and it's the thing. world coming. It's like, yeah, if it's about a breakup, this dude is like highly delusional about what is stopping his relationship. Yeah, most likely him if he believes that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like he kind of mentions in his, in that quote I read, he's like, it's a bit about me urging myself on. So I imagine, because this is after Split Ends breaks apart, uh, him and his brother's band that he was a part of, and they, they come together to form Crowded House. And then they're getting kind of jerked around by Capitol Records, it seems. It's, I imagine it being a very tumultuous time in his music I mean, career. they're no Universal Music Group, but it doesn't sound great. Yeah, it doesn't sound great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, I imagine it's an urging to himself and perhaps his band members is like, hey, now, don't dream it's over. Like, shit is rough right now. We lost Craig Hooper of The Reels, but it's not over. <laughs> Yeah, it does seem like it's it's really just trying to like encourage hope and like belief that it's not over, mm-hmm. um, and and saying they need to sort of work on keeping it together. Yeah, and of course the the concept of battles is brought up, and then he's like, yeah, the world is coming in to build a wall between us, which is maybe one of the battles he's talking about. He's like, we know they won't win because they they can't stop us, baby. Yeah, Going into battle of think- the world though. Do you think the world in this case is just like a really general idea? Like the world could be like any hardship. Because I mean, I I tend to think of like, oh, it's other people, but I don't know if it's necessarily that. I guess it could be Capitol Records or whatever. I think I think it is both, yeah, specific and broad. Um, So I think he's maybe pulling on personal experience. He's also like we've talked about Cold War songs before. Uh, You know, it's about. The fear of complete annihilation and well, helplessness. This is a Cold in War that. song. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And because you got in the in the next one has in the paper today tales of war and of waste. Like, so it is like a general malaise of the world. But also, also as well, when you keep trying and things don't work in your favor, you're like, why does the world hate me? It's just kind of like you can't pinpoint exactly what 
is like sending your course off off the tracks. Yeah. Right. You just, you just mean like reality or like life. Yeah. General. Yeah. So I, I would say that encapsulates it. It's it's yeah. It's your general woes basically encapsulated in the world. But we know they won't win, so it ends on a positive note here. Um, now we get to verse two, which is where things get out of hand for me. Now I'm towing my car. There's a hole in the roof. My possessions are causing me suspicion, but there's no proof. I I, I saw notes about the hole in the roof of a car. Like the car still works. Right, technically. Yeah. yeah. It's just a hole in the roof. There's just no there's no need to tow it, but yeah, I don't know. The rest of it, it's a lot. Yeah, my my problem with that one is, is like maybe there's more damage than just a hole in the roof. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Cuz it needs a needs a tow. Yeah, it needs a tow, right? Like cuz the person on Genus is like and he's getting a towed even though he could still drive it, bro. I'm like, "Oh, we don't That's a weird read to get <laughs> to be like this is what you should get from the song is that I could drive this car, but I won't." Yeah. Or should we take yeah, that it's obviously Although being maybe that because it needs to be yeah, maybe that plays into the next half with the paper where he's like, you just turn over to the TV page. Maybe it is about not directly dealing with problems, right? Or overreacting mm-hmm. or something. Like not realizing what you still have, even uh, yeah. when you do encounter problems. Mm. That's right, which is a car. It's, now it's a convertible, right? It's got a hole in the roof. you got a sunroof, baby. Yeah. It's a luxury vehicle now. Yeah. Probably sell it for more than you bought it for. Hell yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's got a hole in the roof. That's a feature, not a bug, baby. <laughs> um, my possessions are causing me suspicion, I think plays into that idea of the world. Kind of like whatever, whatever obstacles you encounter is like the world conspiring against you. Yeah. So he's like, my car is out to get me, but I, I don't have any proof, but also there's a hole in it. Yeah, and maybe like a lack of feeling in control. Mm-hmm. Or lack of control, should I say. Yeah. Because, yeah, even inanimate objects are set up against him. Yeah, it's everything. Inanimate objects that are, in fact, his, they're supposed to help him. That's kind of my read on that. Um, I, think, I think I took it similarly. You know, I, yeah. I, I didn't... Yeah, it sounds, sounds reasonable. <laughs> sounds, sounds reasonable, um, but there's no proof. Uh, in the paper today, tales of war and of waste, but you turn right over to the TV page. One super dated line. Nobody's turning over to the TV page these days. <laughs> yeah, do we even still have TV pages? They've got to exist for the old people. Right, and the old folks' times, they still, they still publish the TV yeah. page. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is like a straight up, like, you read the paper today, it's all grim. Again, the world's against us here. And awful, but you're ignoring these problems to just, for, like, settling for entertainment, right? Yeah, which is a theme that uh, probably still comes up a lot, but definitely came up a lot in, like, 70s, 80s. Stuff yeah. of, like, ah, oh, the TV is distracting us from reality. Yeah, but man, I don't need TV when I got T-Rex, right? Like, it's... I wonder if there's a link, though, because he's saying that the world's out to get him, but then obviously the world around him's on fire, and he's just trying to figure out what to watch on the telly that night. Yeah. So maybe he's a part of the problem. He's a bit complicit in it. Yeah. 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 It turns over to the TV page. Or it's like a life has to go on sentiment as well. It's like, well, I can't True. actually do anything about it right now. Right. Similar to, uh, we talked about Crazy on You by Heart. Yeah. Where, where she's like, well, I tell myself I'm doing all right. There's nothing else I can do tonight. <laughs> so go, just go crazy. Except in this case, yeah. it's 
Find something to watch on the TV. Find something to watch on the TV. Do they call it a telly in New Zealand? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love to chuck on the telly. (laughs) Um, But we hit the chorus and we hit the verse again. We got, now I'm walking again to the beat of a drum. And I'm counting the steps to the door of your heart. Um, People suggest it's the beat of his own drum, like the Henry David Thoreau quote. Sure, Uh, sure. Maybe. Maybe he's done something wrong and he's trying to get back to his partner. Yeah, he's 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 making some kind of effort, whether it is what what kind of effort that is, I don't know. What kind of drum beat is it? Is it a war march, maybe? <laughs> it's counting the steps to the door of your heart. I mean he has expressed already sort of a feeling of separateness from from the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So it does make some sense to be that, to be the beat of his own drum. Kind of thing. Right. Um, Maybe this is him finding his way. We talk about verse two. It's a lot of like, I'm getting, like, I'm literally getting moved by other people. My car's getting towed. My possessions are against me. Right. Uh, getting beat down. I mean, we're, we're just watching TV. This is him beat down. This is the come up. So he says, now I'm walking again. So he's picked himself up to the beat of a drum. Let's assume it's his own. And he's making, he's going to make connections now. He's overcoming yeah. this isolation. And he's like, he's excited about it. I mean, that's what counting the steps means, right? Like, he can't, he can't wait to get there. Right. He wants to get to their heart, which could physically mean going to their heart, but also he's, it's the door to their heart, so he could just mm-hmm. be like, I'm excited about developing this relationship. Yeah, that could will be it. Um, yeah, excitement in counting the steps. I, for some reason, thought of him just being like, <laughs> just like checking how much effort he was making. He's like, yeah. Uh, a lot of fucking One, steps. Two. That's that's kind of what I've heard. It. I, I've, I've always thought counting your steps means in, in that way. I, I, I don't know. If, I'm, I can't think of any other examples, but I feel like I it, guess it it's depends used on like in older counting books. Counting down or counting up, right? Yeah. Sometimes you'd count the steps to see like, if you're walking up steps, how much you've done, how far you've come. Yeah. But yeah, if you're counting down, you're excited for the destination. Yeah, I guess what I'm thinking is like I'm counting the minutes until X happens. That's that's kind of what I'm comparing it to. Right. Okay. But, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's really the same thing or not. Yeah, he seems eager. He does, but then the second half of this verse happens. Yeah. Um, and that half goes only shadows ahead, barely clearing the roof. Get to know the feeling of liberation and release. I don't, I don't know, know. what he <laughs> means wow, by thanks, barely guys. clearing the roof. So um, I guess we're again maybe talking about boundaries, about isolation, about borders here. Only shadows ahead, so all he sees ahead are shadows, and they're barely clearing the roof. So they, these shadows exist on the roof and just past it. But what does that mean? So they have, they have made it out of the boundaries of this roof, right? So they get to know the feeling of liberation. Oh, I being see. liberated from these these perceived boundaries. Okay. Shadows are able to cross lines that we as people are not able to cross. They're liberated from certain structures. And then there's also the release of like shadows disappear, man. Shadows just fucking go. So they get to know the feeling of liberation and release in their short lifespan. Do we though? Mm. So this is positive. It's much like it starts on a sort of Zen Cohen of freedom within, freedom without, catch the deluge. It sort of ends on that here. And it's like, are we truly free? Is that the question here? 
yeah can we it's the shadows that's free and he's like well that's great that the shadow is free but and yeah and like shadows shadow? are one part of our world but two like literally they're sometimes more like illusions or they're almost ethereal they're not they're not tangible they're not tangible yeah. right they're not quite as real as reality despite being a part of reality mm-hmm. and even the way he talks about barely clearing the roof it's like so this this like closeness to liberation and release it's barely there right they just barely get that so maybe again talking about the impossibility that that many battles are lost that maybe even as he's excitedly counting the steps to the door he understands again pulling it back to the first verse the the, the first verse that this is a battle ahead reaching out just to connect with other people yeah or is he comparing the shadow to like himself Saying, like, I, I am achieving some freedom of liberation and release, but it's a very small aspect of myself. Mm. Yeah, I thought maybe the shadow is his, is him looking at him, his movements. Oh, way. yeah, it's only his shadow head barely clearing the roof. Yeah. Um, yeah, shadows can also be doubts, right? Or, like, yeah. shadow of a doubt. Shadow of a doubt. Um, That's a phrase. <laughs> yeah, that is a phrase. I, I think just it said is, it out loud. I think we're in the the ballpark of what's happening in this verse. <laughs> I, don't, okay. I don't know if we've got it fully right. nailed down, but I think that's something there. And then, yeah, hey, now, hey, now, don't dream it's over. You know, they won't win. So, yeah, I think he's like, this is the story of him acknowledging struggle, getting caught in it in verse two, and then taking the steps to start to overcome it. And, and achieve yeah. freedom. Er- yeah, and but achieve also, freedom, urged by the the chorus, hey now, hey now, don't dream it's over. Yeah. Which is also a weird way of saying a thing. <laughs> and it's don't like, dream it's over? Don't dream it's over. Dream is often like a, like a fantasy, right? So he's like, don't create this illusion, this delusion even, that things are over now. Don't yeah, dream well, that you know Yeah, well, you know what they say. Um, hope. Uh, acknowledges the possibility, and uh, this is just a dream. Mm. That's not really relevant, mm. actually. It's, it was almost relevant. <laughs> Don't dream it wasn't relevant. <laughs> Alex, hey, hey Alex. Yeah, I gave up too fast. I gave up too fast. You're right. You did. Because <laughs> um, I think there is hope in this song, and so yeah. don't dream. If hope has, if dreams don't have possibility and hope does, that's that kind of plays here. Don't dream, he's saying. There's hope. Yeah. And then also as well in that last chorus, like, a, like there is echoes and stuff throughout, but there's a lot more team Yeah, they start layering in. in a little more. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it's like a, you know, look to your, your fellow man. Yeah. Look to the other look. boys in Crowded House. <laughs> go check the live. Go, go check who's watching the tally and see what they're doing. Yeah. Ask him if they read the paper today. They're like, yeah, how do you think I knew Jeopardy was on? <laughs> Jeopardy's not in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> they were in Los Angeles when they recorded. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so yeah, Alex heard that, thought it sucked, and then he heard the <laughs> instruments and was like, mm, this blows ass. Uh, written and composed in E flat major with an 82 beats per minute tempo. Um, Alex heard that and was like, oh, too slow. It's like 82, too slow. Not for Just me. You gotta pick it up. Um, gotta pick it up. Pick we it open up. with that that fucking kick ass guitar though. 
Yeah, super smooth guitar playing. Uh, that's a cool guitar right at the start. Um, it's very. I, I think they're just playing this. It's like more or less same chord or the same root, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but like the the chord, the quality changes. Yeah, so and then neat. we get that funky. I think it's the bass doing that little that takes us in. Yeah, the bass. Interesting. You you mentioned the um like anecdote. About how yeah, so the bass like R&B brought it style. Yeah. Yeah, which I wouldn't recognize. Uh, at least not just the bass for sure. Yeah, I would need more. I guess there is like a slight R&B vibe to this in general. I mean, it certainly could be covered in that style to foreshadow. Oh, you see there, Alex. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, that's really interesting because like I didn't pay that much attention to the bass. You know, it's sitting, it's sitting pretty. In the mix? Yeah. Well, it's a very relaxed track in general. Yeah. Yes. And but it's just interesting to hear together. that, like, the bass really brought it together, and I uh, b- probably unfairly uh, didn't didn't pay the bass much attention. Right. Yeah, the bass and the Hammond organ is, like, elements he mentioned specifically, and that and Hammond organ. isn't even there until, like, the instrumental section. No. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I was digging organ. Don't get me wrong. Oh, right yeah. Now, it's not there for much. But yeah, it's like, once you set it up, it's like, it's a very chill song. Even hitting the chorus, what really changes is that more dudes are singing. Like, that's yeah. how it gets bigger. Yeah, it's just those backup vocals, and like, there's like a muted guitar thing that comes yeah. in. But other than that, yeah, that's pretty much it. There is some ambient stuff. Like, it's like a, it's probably synth, kind of stringy mm-hmm. sounding. Um, but the track, yeah, the track's pretty simple. Like, it's a lot of repetition on that, that guitar strumming. They do start actually changing chords uh, once we actually get into the verse. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it ends up being pretty simple. Although they add more stuff, because they do come in with, like, hand drums once you get to later verses. Yeah, that's right. So there is, like, a, a gentle build. But we, keep, we talked last week about Proud Mary, another, like, absurdly simple song. Yeah, which is yeah, good, always though. an impressive yeah, thing. Yeah, it's uh, it just like out. sometimes, though, like especially a song like this where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a fucking banger. And like Proud Mary, I'm like, this song rips. Like there must be a lot going on underneath yeah. the hood here. And then you listen to it, you're like, oh, yeah, it's like three things. Yeah, Same or thing is it actually really complex well. and they're just oh, tricking yeah. me into thinking it's not? Yeah, it's like the complexity is maybe from some like, uh, it seems like the producer had a lot of say in here and just like picking certain instrument tones and right. certain styles of play, but keeping it simple. But uh, yeah, the, the chorus on this, we get the Hey Now, Hey Nows. It's, it's iconic. Everybody knows Hey Now, Hey Now. And it's good. You want things that are easy for people to sing along to. And it, that's what makes a hit, baby. That's what, yeah, that's what gets you that fucking paper. It's quite, uh, it's uh, quite a hook, yeah. Yeah. Um, other big notes: the 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 organ solo that leads into a guitar solo. Yeah, Alex, I'm almost shocked. This is such a like prog rock, like in your wheelhouse. It's '80s prog rock. I'm almost shocked that you're not frothing over this. Me too. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Just don't like things from New Zealand, Alex. What's yeah, that? what you just fucking hate, Kiwiana? <laughs> yeah, that's that's. <laughs> That's my secret I've been hanging on to. Everything from New Zealand, I'm like, oof, not for oh, me. I'll, I'll see myself out then. <laughs> um, any other big moments to talk about in this, though? 
Oh, what else is going on? I mean, I do like that solo. The guitar solo. Yeah. I mean, something keeps, keeps that, like, guitar smoothness up. I don't know. Yeah. Something about guitar... Like, guitar solos are such an enigma to me. I'm like, yeah. You started doing something different, and it was really cool. Yeah. I'm sure it's not out of nowhere, but it feels that way. But I think there are parts of this that sound like it's an extension of the, the very simple Absolutely. rhythm structure he set up, right? Yeah. And, uh, and it, you know, keeps with the sort of slower tempo of the song as well. Mm-hmm. We talked about the guitar solo on Black Dog a few weeks back. That also had a similar, like, it really felt like it built off of what guitar had already been played. Yeah, that one. Which, I mean, that was super, comp- like, that was, like, building, like, rhythms on top of everything. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's, it's quite, I mean, it's Led Zeppelin, big solo action. Yeah. But I think there is something to be said, and this is often just what I know from us talking about jazz covers, is their solos go too far off the beaten path? Especially can, with a cover yeah. where you're like, I don't know that this is, you know, Don't Dream It's Over or fucking whatever song. Mm-hmm. Whereas like a guitar solo in this song and in Black Dog is like, this is, you know, it's still this song. Because it's just expanding on the instruments that are already there. It's uh, So is that a good answer for what makes a good solo? No, but it's maybe an aspect of... Some of speculation, that's for solo. sure. But it's how the whole song works, right? It's just, it's not aggressive in your face. It's just... Yeah. Just... It's vibes. It's, it's seamless. Yeah, it's a vibe. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. The, the song really does capture the, these two sides of being lost and also having like a tinge of hope in it. Yeah. Because it is that relaxed, almost melancholy, especially when he's singing the verses. I was feeling, now I'm telling my car, and it fucking sucks. You're like, yeah, that does suck. And then it hits the chorus, and you're like, well, wait, hang on, maybe things will be okay. But hey now, wait. Hey now, hey now. Hey now. <laughs> I was about to dream it was over, but maybe not. But now I'm, yeah, no. It's, it works very well together. It's, it's. I don't know. Sometimes when you hear songs, you don't think. Like how you were talking about in the intro, how they put all these different kind of tones and feels for it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to imagine the song any other way because it just wouldn't have worked as well. Yeah, I would have loved to hear the, the version they first put together that was, quote, a bag of shit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but you couldn't imagine the song being a bag of shit because look at the end product. Well, Alex could. Well, yeah, Alex, <laughs> but that's because it's from Kiwiana. <laughs> Kiwi land, he's not into it. Uh, yeah, it fades out. It's, it's a real, in some ways, a very dreamy piece. Hey, hmm. oh, hey. But yeah, love it. Let's talk about the music video if we've got nothing left to say about the music. Oh, we should talk about the music video. The award-winning music video that I'm, I'm going to just guess here, Alex probably thought was fucking trash. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's if it's... Uh, well, it wasn't, I don't think, filmed in, in New Zealand, so... Oh, okay, all right. It was cre- created by an Australian film also- production company, Meaningful Eye Contact, and directed by Alex Proyas, who's an yeah. Australian Greek director who directed 1994's The Crow, 2005's I, Robot, and yeah, 2016's Gods of Egypt, among other films. Sure did. It's yeah, kind of a big deal, he's this also, guy. I'm trying to remember, he's somehow affiliated with Reign of Fire. I can't remember how. Is he actually? I don't. I, I found a connection through Wikipedia links, but I've, complete, I've forgotten what it was. Okay. That's, that's relevant information for us for, three. For us only, yes. The no 2002 film Reign of Fire. Yeah. Reign of Fire. Not a bad film. Not no. a great film. No, definitely neither of those things. 
So the concept of this music video yeah. seems to reinforce the, in my opinion, it reinforces the like this song being about Neil Finn's journey to to make his music career work, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, his meandering path, if you will. Yeah, because we get so there's hand. It's it's introduced with this handwritten. It writes out the name of the song, and then boom, and then it writes out "Crowded House," and then we cut to Neil Finn playing guitar in a like a bedroom uh, on Osborne Street. 1986. That's right. 1986. Uh, we get titles, um, handwritten titles. Uh, what it seems to be, I mean, what it looks like to me is something someone would write on, like a Polaroid, you know? Yeah, and you, as soon as you get that writing of the Osborne Street, it then fades from his face to a bunch of Polaroids. Oh, does it actually show Polaroids? Yeah, there's a, there's albums that come come up a few points. You can actually see it. So I'm at uh, what point am I at here? About thirty seconds in. He's okay. sitting on the bed with a photo album. Okay, yeah, there's a lot of that because it's uh, it, it seems to be like life in pictures, basically, but it's a video. Yeah, so. but they they're yeah the pictures are moving pictures in this case, and that's why they're in these sort of like soundstage frames that they then move between, right? Like moving between pictures in an album. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, you hit it right on the head there, Alex. It is uh it's meant to reflect a photo album. Yeah, it's it's memories. It's memories through photographs. Memories. So he goes through life, we see his Christmas when he's much younger. 58. Um and then sometimes objects get, Street. Yeah. Objects get thrown like superimposed on top of the screen, some papers, a plate. Um Alex, there's one that Greg and I have had some dispute over here and uh, <laughs> here in the it's big just... smoke. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so at about 114, 114, something flies across the screen there. I'm not going to prompt you and tell you what it is. You just tell me what that okay. is. I think it's a feather duster. Damn it! Thank you. <laughs> Greta, what did you think the odds he was going to say deep fried dick were? <laughs> say deep fried penis but i didn't think it was a feather duster when it flew past uh, i thought it was like a corn dog or something i think because they're cleaning know. this house right yeah they're like moving away from some place to presumably go to the later place we'll talk about um yeah yeah i mean the, this this is all about like transitions it's like constantly going to different places in different years it's jumping through time uh it's showing uh different yeah stages of life and stuff yeah, Not it shows like the literal formation of Crowded House because yeah. he like gets into a room with the band. I don't yeah. understand why there's shit flying across the screen like plates and fever dusters. Kind his of possessions are causing him suspicion. Yeah, um, it does seem to be a lot of possessions. That, like there's a bit where it's like Monopoly money, unless that's uh, I don't actually know what New Zealand money looks like. It looks yeah, like I don't Monopoly know. money to me. Um, but but it's just Australian they, money. <laughs> they do kind of um, like it. it it splits the background and the foreground, right? Like there's there's things flying across in the foreground, but it's almost like we have like the flat picture, and then the the reality is kind of flying by somehow in the foreground, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just various things. And I don't know if that's just to create visual interest because a lot of the times it sort of reinforces things you're seeing, like in the case of the feather duster, um, right? Where he's in like, a church at one point and we get a cross, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it is still a music video, so sometimes it's like, well, we gotta make something visually interesting going on, and it's like, yeah, things like flying around. Yeah, breakfast, the screen, things flying around. Thing. Yeah. Maybe there's something deeper there, but I don't, I don't know. 
Sometimes no, I think it is like just kind of like things that reflect say, hey, the now. time. Hey now, hey now, hey now. Um, and then of course we get the the final shot is him leaving the band here From, and that's exiting in the into crowded house. The He's world. leaving the crowded house because the, yeah. the title says the crowded house. The crowded house. And they're all wearing like like matador jackets. Yeah, that's fun. That's good for them, I think. Yeah. Then he leaves the credit house can... for the open countryside. Mm-hmm. And it's the first... I'm, I'm saying this, even though I maybe I'm wrong. It's the first outdoor shot, right? I believe so. I think so. So that's him cracking free of the, the frame here, breaking free. Much like the shadows, he's tasting liberation here, breaking oh, free yeah. of the structure they set up. But maybe as well, like, he's gone for his journey, and he's got to where he needs to be, and now he can... He can dream, well, he can, it's over now, so, like, the, the struggle's done. Yeah, so now it's, like, the great wide open, right? The possibilities are endless. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good music video, that's what I think. Yeah, cool Still music video. I don't think video. it looked like a feather duster, like, who has a feather duster that color as well? Um, I don't know, 1986? These guys, probably. I don't, I don't even remember the last time I saw a feather duster in a house. Yeah, I don't know. I had one at my parents' place. It was, yeah, it was bright and it was colorful, weird. though. It wasn't like that, so, you know? Yeah. It might be onto something there, Greta. Um, we got covers to talk about, though, folks. Oh, we we got covers. This show's called Cover Me. We talk about covers. Let's talk about covers. All right, the first one's in 2005. It's by Sarah Blasco. Hey, now, hey, now, don't dream it's over. Hey now, hey now, when the world comes in, they come, they come. Australian. Yes, so Alex probably likes this version a lot. <laughs> you know how I get around Australians. I don't. Sure do, we'll Alex. find out. You get unruly. Um, so she's an Australian singer, songwriter, musician, and record producer. She used to front the band Acquiesce until the year 2001, and then she started doing solo stuff, like this cover of Don't Dream It's Over. Thoughts, thoughts, opinions, thoughts. Sounds moodier at the beginning. Yeah, we get like a sad organ drone kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's very um, like mechanical sounding. Like it sounds like there are like big switches going. Like it's a big pipe pipe organ or something. Yeah. You can hear like somebody's got to work happening. a hand crank too, maybe. Yeah. So it's uh, this one's cool. I, I found it difficult to like not just describe this one because there's so many changes and different things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, at first, it feels very minimalist, and then it it really builds. Yeah, yeah. It starts out like very lo-fi. You get this like bass synth, yeah. just some basic drum kits. I like the, the but it's all like electronic. Yeah, and it sounds nice with her voice as well. Yeah, I think she's got a nice voice. Yeah. Just working. Um. I and can then, describe like, yeah, things. The, chor- the chorus is just like organ and her vocals for the most part. You get a little bit of drums back near the end, but it's very simple at this point. Yeah, yeah. Then the drums come in, but uh, and then it starts to introduce like vibraphone, uh, yeah, more right. drums. Yeah, uh, an even bigger churchier synth, if you can believe yeah, it. <laughs> if you can believe it. Um, and then, but then, like it kind of simplifies back down in some ways, like down to just a synthesizer, or like it's really echoey. It's very echoey. Mm-hmm. Uh, something to note. Um, and 
like some bass comes in later too because that, that's the important yeah. part right that's they right. almost forgot about it they almost forgot it they also got christmas bells for a moment at the start yeah. of the second chorus yeah. yeah put it on the christmas playlist yeah chuck it on your christmas playlist your everyone christmas playlist. there's bells um yeah and then especially once it starts to get into that chorus into like the later verse um like it really like expands and like grows and and so this one is a choir yeah there's like a whole choir that comes in yeah we got a whole like choir a two minutes ish yeah it's too churchy with the the r's i'm not into it yeah it's like a i think i like the more lo-fi elements than the big uh the yeah. big church element yeah there were yeah i definitely liked some things about like i liked the the organ and i liked when it was you could hear like the i don't know the giant wooden switches and things moving yeah around. and like the vibraphone like little trills here and there you're like oh this is cool we got some good textures yeah. here there's a part of this song especially when it's like really broken down and her singing that it just sounds like you're getting like a phone call from her and this is her <laughs> like <laughs> telling you this over the phone yeah it does get pretty like lo-fi in that way for a bit mm-hmm. kind of some like cr- bit crush sounds and things like that yeah and I but think in all that echoiness, that spaciness, like we get that introspective element that is, I think, pretty core to the song, right? It definitely is. But but put through like a fully Australian lens instead of getting <laughs> getting muddied up with all this kiwi muddied up with all this, this kiwi um, nonsense, tainting it. <laughs> <laughs> I do find, and when she's doing her solos in the ass, mm-hmm. at the end it like goes kind of down. Oh. oh, and it gets a. I kind of like how it changes a little bit there. Yeah, and it's I think based off of the instrumental section in the original, right? Does it go down in the original? Yeah, I think they're hitting the same notes. That ah, uh, it's totally similar. Well, I noticed it more with the ass. Yeah. Um, but once again, it's still too churchy feeling. Too churched up for you, huh? But I do, I do like the beginning though. Like you guys were saying, like I like the percussion in her voice, and I think that works well. But yeah, I thought she built like a good lo-fi soundscape, so that the the like the choir is a bit off, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't quite slot in seamlessly. Yeah. Anything else, Alex? <laughs> Not really. Not okay, really. well, we know Alex is going to hate this next one because it's a Kiwi. Uh, Hayden T and Generation Y vocalists in 2009. I know you're going to love it because it's largely vocal and very musical theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> we got a big, big hard on for this one. So Hayden is a New Zealand actor, singer, and makeup artist who does musical theater and cabaret, opera, and shit. He's known for playing Javert, 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 in Les Misérables. Um, yeah, what yeah, can only be described as Lion King style acapella. This version, yeah, <laughs> Lion King meets Buble. Buble. Oh, because he he's the Buble vocals. It sounds yeah. It just Buble sounds vocals, like it just sounds like that stereotypical male doing something that maybe okay. isn't quite 
what they should be doing. When I think of Buble, I think of a lot of autotune these days because of songs we've talked about with him here. Is he autotune? He's yeah. a good singer, isn't or he? He's supposed a to lot be. Of He's presented there. as that. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, uh, I don't hear him much out of Christmas, but... Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't think anyone does. Um, <laughs> I, I, it didn't strike me as particularly Buble-esque, but, but like I said, it's like, to me, just very, very musical theater. So it's very, yes. like, precise... Maybe that's it. It's very, like, precise singing. And he, uh, Buble, sometimes through, you know, the studio effects, is a very precise singer. Right. Very trained. Well, it's like, honestly, I thought there was some kind of cool vibe going on when we get the, the Hey Now, Hey Now's, like, talk sung by this, this backing choir, right? Yeah, they really base cool their whole thing around just like hey now, hey hey, like hey, no. it, hey no. but yeah, hey I no. can I can picture like a, a you know I can picture this on stage. I'm sure there's actually a recording of it. I haven't seen, but like they're just like wandering around and like staring at a guy in the middle and singing hey hey now hey hey yeah. Like, they're very like yeah. aggressive about it. Yeah, but again, and it's I all think- very like very practiced, but like proper yes. singing sort of very practiced, precise. And yeah, you get in like the musical theater guy. Hey now, hey now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Don't trip, it's over. Yeah, his voice is annoying. I do not like his singing. Like he's, it's so like, it just sounds like it's in the back of his throat. Like he's not a bad singer, but. He's not a bad singer, but it is so musical theater. Like even the chorus, especially the chorus, I think. Like they make these big changes to it, but it changes it to this very specific specific genre of like musical theater that just rubs me completely the wrong way <laughs> yeah it's not fun it's not fun alex did you did you enjoy any part of this yeah i uh did i i i was very like oh yes this is very musical theater but then it's like did i did i enjoy it uh it's i thought it was reasonably effective um in terms of like creating some vibe of like they've got the outside, you know, they're sort of hey, hey, now around him, so they create that sort of like us versus them thing, mm. you know. It's just, I mean, musical theater doesn't, especially this type of musical theater, doesn't really do like subtle, and you kind of can't because it's on stage, right? So you have to see it in the cheap seats, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah. I mean, it's that if you're into that vibe, like go for it, but um, go I am. For it. Back and forth I guess on that's that part vibe. of it. Is I can picture exactly the people who are into this vibe. <laughs> And it just like makes me mad. <laughs> but I should like this in their argument. I like That's true. I like Hamilton, shoot me. I have to shoot my partner. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> but you know, like I do like theater and I like going to see a play and stuff like that. So I should like this, but it's just irritating. And even um Jeremy the Sajisti? The the the, the uh, associate producer for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> him and I were cruising around in the car and this cover came on first he's like oh he even hearing like the first 10 seconds he's like i don't like this one because it's <laughs> it's yeah it is a real like test it's... you know who's who once they've heard this song and what their opinion is on yeah. it. but i should technically like it i just don't yeah it's a very like because it's not and i don't like lin-manuel miranda but there's like the big musical theater and then there's like working man's musical theater and this is that working man's yeah this is people who are jobbers in musical theater okay and not you know they're they're falling the waves they're not making the waves so this is all like like alex has said it's like it's very trained it's very like 
Yeah. It's built to hit these exact It's following notes. a formula, right? Yeah. There's a recipe. There's a recipe for success. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that said, if they took the, the vocal kind of backing things and gave us maybe a different singer, leaned it more into their Lion King vibes, there could be something here. I read that they had 18 people doing the backup vocals. Oh. 18. 18. Too fucking many. I, I assume many. on other songs they get used better because they really don't need to be 18. For yeah, they don't do a ton yeah. here. Yeah, I don't think you need Hayden like, T yeah, here. Okay. I think you can kick him out. Maybe you can still do makeup for these guys and then <laughs> get yeah, spread out those 18 people a little more. Um, so we're going to go down from uh, 18 people to just one person, and that person's name is Stanrick in 2010. Hey now, hey now, don't Yeah, not a whole lot on, on this person available, but they're a reggae artist. Yeah, that's yeah. about as much as I that. got. Uh, they seem to do these kinds of, this is like a reggae lounge type like compilation uh, album that we get. We've talked about several. This is the several. best of reggae lounge, brackets the 80s edition. Okay, yeah, I see that. Yeah, um, there so, is. I will say there was several reggae covers this week, and I had to weed it down to just one. Okay. So I did cut out the Sunshiners, who we had talked about on uh, "Come On Eileen," mm. and I don't regret it. I think this guy's got a good voice. Yeah. Um, and he re- he really does uh, flex that, particularly on the chorus. Okay. The whole thing, even at the beginning, he's like, oh. Yeah, he's, he's doing, yeah, you're like R&B, like, hello. You're doing some runs. Jason Derulo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like the, purely the placement of this song in the playlist, mm-hmm. it gets automatic points for following Hayden T. Oh, it is a, a breath of fresh air after that. <laughs> yes. Now, Alex, I know you'll like this version because it has a skank in it. It does have a skank in it. <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't, I wasn't a huge fan. Um, it's just very like standard reggae. It is, me. that's for sure. So, uh, Alex, well, I guess that's like, it's not that I disliked it. <laughs> it's not that I disliked it. Um, I just like I don't really have much to say about it. I'm like, yeah, they do the skank. They play some piano I will say, chords. Instrumentally, there's organ, there's yeah, guitar. It's pretty boring, right? Yeah, pretty standard. It's not bad. It's just like you said, it's standard. I did kind of like the guitar solo. It's a little, little bluesy. Oh yeah. 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 And but, it's it's mm-hmm. nice and upbeat as well. Like I guess that's a reggae, right? Like mm-hmm, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm on a beach, I'm sipping some cocktails, and it's it's not a lot stressing me out, right? No, there's so little stress that he can he can sit on the world for about five seconds. Yeah, when the world <laughs> comes <laughs> in, he's got freedom within and without. Yeah, he's, he's got it. He's all freedom, yeah. baby. I feel it. Um, yeah, that is a good guitar solo. Again, let that sort of chill vibe, similar to the original, where it's like it's not cutting through the mix so much as it is playing with the mix, right? Yeah. It's just adding to the vibe. Yeah. You could almost not notice the guitar solo, because it just blends. Yeah, it just breezes in and out. Yeah. Are you saying you didn't notice the guitar solo? Is that what you're saying, Greta? That you didn't notice the guitar solo? You could almost not notice it, right? Like, yeah, but did you notice it? I did notice it. I just want to know did. if you noticed the guitar solo. I just, I did you <laughs> almost not notice it? Because I'm, I'm How taking close? Notice How close were you to not noticing it? <laughs> oh, gosh. 
Um, yeah, we fade out on this one. I think it is like this is as the last one was working man's musical theater. This is for sure working man's reggae, reggae but it worked yeah. on this man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it's all right. It's all right. Um, you know who the it. world thought was pretty all right way back in 2009? Young Scottish singer Susan Boyle. this song in the year 2010 bless her soul bless her soul now alex and i talked about this and greta and i talked about this and our understanding seems to be the same she was like the world was so excited about her because she was perceived to be ugly right yeah they're like oh ugly people can sing and she's not even like painful to look at or anything (laughs) High praise from Greta James. Yeah. She's like a normal person, I think in her 50s. And like, that's normal. A lot of people are that. Yeah, she just looks like a super average person. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, that was the... the, That was at least the implicit part of the narrative. I do remember, you know, because it's like... Because she, she started out on uh, Britain's Got Talent, probably some talent That's show. That's correct. Yes, and like she walked out, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is just a random person." Because she looks very unassuming, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then like saying pretty good, possibly even very good. Uh, I don't know. She's I, saying, I believe she's saying "Memory" from cats didn't she speak in okay. musical theater uh, like did she sing like, i dreamed a dream like. it was oh that's what it was i dreamed um, a dream yeah yeah she has um, got a really good voice like it's not my yeah. go-to it's good voice style of vocals but she's a great singer yeah yeah this is like the other style of of musical theater right yeah yeah for sure and in this sense like i know i hated on um sarah blasco blasco but I like the choir feel to this one. Not that we're at that point yet. Right, but, but it, it's it, very intentional in this Yeah, one. and it fits in with the rest of it because it starts out and it's like a, a recital or something. It's very... Yeah, I think that's... I think you're right. I think you've hit the vibe correctly. It's also why I don't like this version. <laughs> like, this is very oh. much what, what the sort of thing that we would have had to... Or that we would have seen in, in high school in musical theater. Yes, yeah. and it's, it, it just, like, my cynicism activates so hard, and Greta, you were talking to me about how you think Tears for Fears sounds like split ends. A little, yeah. And then, like, this is also the move people pull with Tears for Fears songs, where they're like, "What? here's a bit of a melancholy song. What if we had children singing in a choir? That's pretty. That's pretty what, far out. What right? children is singing the dreams I've had and dying? Well, <laughs> these kids here—they've they, done it. They, it's, they uh, did that one. Yeah, they did Mad World. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Back me up here, Alex. I'm right, right? Sorry, right about what? <laughs> Mad World having a cover with like a children's choir in it. Oh man, did we talk about Mad World? The dreams in which I'm dying. All around me are familiar faces. Why are children singing that? It's like the old people singing Get Low in a church. It's the same vibe as like, ooh, this child is a demon. It's like, oh. It's a little spooky. And we encourage that. Yeah. We do encourage that. And that's what we're doing here too. It's like, wow, the children are singing about how tough life is. Cute. Makes you think, makes you fucking think. Yeah. That's the vibe I get off this anyway. Um interesting. Yeah, I it just it feels very grand. 
to me. You know, it's yeah. that sort of like um, presented in a similar way to how, like you said, you said memory. We talked about uh, she also sang "I Dream to Dream." Um, that sort of like climactic solo musical theater piece. Yeah, she like, definitely yeah. got her wheelhouse right. Yeah, and this—that's the style that they've now done. Yeah, I dream it's she over. She does it in. well, though. She does it well. She does it well. It's just like a but very specific is, thing. Yeah, it's very specific, and it is very specifically not for me, dog. <laughs> um, one thing I thought, I the way the choir sings Hey Now, it, it reminded me of the Generation Y thing. You know, they say okay. it a lot more, though. <laughs> just like slowed down, which uh. I know you could argue that Generation Y is just a sped up version of the original. But for some reason, there's something about it that reminded me of that specifically. Maybe I was just thinking musical theater. Maybe. Maybe. This one thing fun to sing along to, though. You find this one fun? fun to the sing Susan Boyle one specifically. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I like to try and do the voice and. Okay, you, but are you pretending a little bit of grandeur while you do it? Or right. Like it's the like uh, it's the, the like maybe pretend opera singing sort of thing where because that's like, a bit it's fun. fun to do. Yeah. So, someone makes a fan vid of me and just puts different pictures on the screen. Yeah, well, that's, I also like <laughs> singing along to the piece. Hayden T version because I like doing that kind of dumbass voice. Wait, which one? Hayden T in the Generation Y. No, I'd much rather do the Susan Boyle singing than the Hayden T singing. And it sounds like, like I put in my notes, it sounds like a Hallmark movie. Like when it comes to that solo, and it's like it for sure does. Yeah, that's. Do you think this song lends itself particularly? To musical theater, or we just stumbled across several musical theater type covers. I think musical theater is ravenous, and we'll take whatever <laughs> we'll it take can whatever get. it can get. <laughs> I I don't know that this song is necessarily musical theater, like any more or less than Proud Mary and like <laughs> Black Dog, like any other song we've talked about. Yeah, probably more than like Willie the Pimp, but like yeah. <laughs> Because there are lyrics more thing. than like yeah. two lines of lyrics. It has lyrics. Maybe that's it. There's just enough lyrics that you can like do a vocal showpiece to it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't I think know. I would put this under musical theater, but I did say it's like recital feels, like a choir feel or something. But it does have like that, also that like implied relationship vibe if you don't listen too closely. So I could see musical theater being like, we can slot this in. Yeah, right. To yeah. any song, to like any story about love. True. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, it didn't strike me as particularly musical theater, but this version and Hayden T seem to think otherwise. Mm. Um, yeah, all the tricks here. We do the breakdown, we do the swells first, and then we do the breakdown, and you go, my god, Susan Boyle, the voice of an angel. The but voice the of a generation. The face of just a regular Scottish woman. <laughs> she looks so sweet. She's got really kind eyes. Okay. I think she'd be a nice person. I think she'd make you a good cup of tea. Okay. Yeah. Alex, do you agree with that? I mean, I thought that was just a prerequisite to being Scottish, but sure. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Not okay. the kind eyes, the, the tea thing. The tea thing. Okay, Alex, so we know New Zealand's at the bottom. Uh, <laughs> Australia versus Scotland, who's coming out on top here? I mean, depends on which way you flip the map. Hey! hey. <laughs> I'm talking about your emotional map. <laughs> the map of your heart. I mean, you want me to choose between Sarah Blasco and Susan Boyle? That's that's a tough decision to make. Yeah, one SB or the other. Yeah, which SB? 
Oh man. Uh, you want me to rank countries? <laughs> Wait, let's do a whole list. You've already ranked rank New Zealand countries. as the worst country of all time. <laughs> Bonus segment is just rank all countries. <laughs> Where does Eritrea hmm. stand on this list? Well, Alex, are you a fan of the American South? Uh, d- depends on the uh, time period. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what about in the year 2013 when Lolo was recording this? Ah, yes. Lauren Pritchard, a.k.a. Lolo. Hey now, hey now, don't dream it's over. Hey now, hey now, when the world comes in, they come, they come. Yes, from Jackson, Tennessee, which I believe is the American South. Uh, Tennessee, yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, according to her bio, she penned one or more Panic at the Disco songs. I wasn't able to really find a credit for that, but she definitely featured on a Panic at the Disco song. Okay. I, yeah, I saw that on Wikipedia. I think she helped make it, but I didn't recognize the song, though. Not that I was a big Panic at the Disco fan, but I like them well enough. Fair enough. That was in 2013. 2013, yeah. She um, features no, all on I got Miss Jackson. But not that oh, Miss Jackson, I assume. Not that Miss Jackson. Um, all I got was the quote that says she has so much music flowing through her that it fills two people. <laughs> Precisely two people. She has two double people. the amount of music. Double the amount of music of the average human being. It does not fit it. That does not fit into a paper cup. No. So she's like R and B style. You were you were teasing a little R and B earlier, Alex, and this is to. it, right? Yeah. Yep. This is absolutely the one. Um Definitely made me feel of, like, the R&B I would be most familiar with, which is, like, the early 2000s stuff. Mm, yeah. yeah. It does sound like um, the song that I Don't Want to Know. It starts off with those... Mm-hmm. I don't want to mm. know the reasons why you love me. That's yeah, song? that's the one you're talking about, the Fleetwood Mac song? No, not at all. I don't want to <laughs> know by who. Um, Mario, I think it is. It's like it was like Luigi. the it, it's like in uh, it was me it was that era. Okay, I, I loosely know that a guy named Mario did R and B in that era. Yeah, like it's not it's not crucial. You don't okay. need to know about it. But every time I hear that, I think of that song. Okay, so it has this similar kind of like boom bap drums. Is that what you're talking about? It's no, like, it's that like that kind yeah, of real, like, vocal whining. The, hmm. Okay, right. There's humming at the start here. Yeah, yeah, humming, not whining. I guess. <laughs> Could be a bit of whining, but that's not really that important. That's just that's just how it starts, baby. That's just a Greta game of association. Ah, one of our favorite segments on the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it has that. It's it almost shares some DNA with Sarah Blasco here. It's pretty lo-fi to start. Yeah, yeah. It's really it's just like feel. it's her singing. Sorry, did I interrupt you? Uh, it's her, it's her singing. singing piano chords, and like then it just gets this like heavy. Like hip hop beat going basically, yeah. Um, and then after the second chorus, it it builds quite a bit, but that's sort of the first. Half. Yeah, I would have liked that build half. to come in earlier because I think yeah. there's some good it's stuff going on in there. I think we should have done verse, chorus, and then hit the the built up version. A little earlier. Yeah, because yeah, you get maybe all these cool things that don't actually stick around that long. That's true. It's about. The last well, the last two minutes, but it's almost two minutes in. So, yeah, um, yeah. What kind of things? There's an ambient synth. There's an ambient synth. Ambient synth we get a up. we get some funky kind of bass going. 
Yeah, what's that? How's that base? Yeah. I'm not there yet. I'm on the wrong time. It's tough because they, they, they like bring it in and then they break down again for the verse three. And then it comes oh, back right. in. It's, so it's, it's like they don't stick with it for very long. Yeah. Cyber as quickly as it comes. But I mean, it's mm-hmm. a lot of it is kind of the same bass from the original. I mean, that's the R and B bass line, I assume. Yeah, that's the R and B bass line. R and bass. And even that guitar sounds similar to the original as well. Yeah, especially on the solo, right? Yeah. Ooh, yeah, no, it's it's a cool guitar sound too. Kind of like really slidey, uh, sliding around real smoothly. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like. The later chorus is like huge, everything you know, cuts the piano. Or, uh, sorry, I think I'm talking about the breakdown. Oh, then the big chorus, yeah, breakdown, and then yeah, like everything comes in, of course, you know, classic move breakdown, followed by everything jumping back in to where we were before, or even higher. Yeah, so it's like pop R&B with a, a focus on minimalism. Yeah, doesn't go too crazy. Um, I did like the sort of rhythmic focus. Um, yeah, I really like the drums. Yeah, which is I some. Like I feel like I've criticized things for just like putting a different drum, uh, drum beat under it, but uh, I think it works here. Yeah, I think so. And you like, like we've kind of concluded, maybe it's drawn on that R and B element that's present in the original, and just yeah, fleshing that out that I didn't even notice originally. Of course. And then coming after this musical theater that we've been talking about, she doesn't sound so polished and like. To the T, right? Like she sounds a bit more free. Like she's not freestyle, but her voice just yeah. sounds a bit more. And it's still pop. Authentic. It's very clearly like pop R and B, but she doesn't sound overproduced. Yeah, that's she what doesn't I'm sound music theater for. for sure. That's right. That's for damn yeah. sure. Um, love, love, a, love a group with all capitals like Lolo. Let's keep <laughs> that going with Island in 2019. Hey now, hey. Mahogany, I yeah, guess. mahogany. Um, which just seemed to be like it's like an alt rock band, and then just another like band. Yeah, is that yeah. I couldn't find which mahogany it was talking about. I yeah, they're pretty vague about who they are. If you just go to their Spotify thing, they're like, we love music oh, and we yeah, make like it. Producers, like, yeah, cool. So maybe they just produced it. Yeah, I don't know. That was what I, I kind of felt from yeah. the thing. That picture on our Spotify looks like the music video from. Crowded house. Crowded house. Hey, you're right. <laughs> when he's playing the organ. Whoa. Um, yeah. Like you said, Alex, these guys are an alt rock band from like a British alt rock band, and that's what they sound like. <laughs> like, yeah, particularly absolutely. vocally, he sounds like about like like an amalgamation of six different like alt rock British bands. <laughs> They're just kind of squished together. Um, yeah, yeah and it does bad. No, I like that. Yeah, those are cool things, but it's very like. There's even like a little spoon in there. Uh, yeah, who for are, sure. Like ninety nine percent sure are not British, um, but I'm they're in there. Sure, with spoons. Yeah, but yeah, it's like it's that era of alt rock. This like two thousands, twenty tens. It does start very quiet, and it also ends very quiet too. Yeah. Like even now, just playing it in the background, I'm like, oh, like Jake, it's not on. Yeah, it's not on. <laughs> it feels like it. It should. Uh... 
and it caught me out a bit throughout this past week because I was like, oh, nothing's playing, but <laughs> it's just a very too subtle intro. Yeah, and it's really, there's like two vibes to this. It's the very like spacey verse and then like the the laid back shredding of the chorus. I kind of they they needed that guitar though because there's oh, nothing else sure. going. I and like I, it. I just to be very clear, I like this version. I don't think it does a lot, but it works yeah. on my dumb brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do it, like that guitar in the chorus though. Yeah, it's very different. I don't think that came up anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Well, I don't think so. Um, yeah. the, and, and the sounds. I mean, it's too. Wait, I put 2029. That's the wrong year. Uh, that's the future. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it really does. It gets those like super bombastic parts. Or I say bombastic. They stay kind of laid back in their delivery. But then, you know, it's a ton of ambient stuff. Um, and like it's all filtered a lot, but it's all there, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And it all fills out that space. And then there's bits where it's like... What... You know, everything's so, like, blown out, it's hard to tell what things are. There's also a ton of echo, which adds to that immensely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but... Gives it that kind of, like, spacey feel. Yeah, but the style, it's like, yeah, we've heard this style for sure. This is a pretty good version of that. Yeah. I will say in terms of the vibe, the vibe check for this one, mm-hmm. it leans more towards, like, sad meaning of the song. Like, obviously the meaning's still the same, but the tone of it, it does feel hopeless, this one, to me. Yeah, just the like the stretched out soundscape, the sort of emptiness in that soundscape. Yeah, it really has the crushing effect on it. Yeah, compared to like the likes of Stan Rick, where it's upbeat and we're we're vacationing. Yeah, here we're in the rain and everything sucks. Yeah, and one dude's just ripping on a guitar. Yeah, well, he's having a good. Time. He's having a good time. Um, I did. You know how when you finish a playlist, mm-hmm. um. Spotify number one enemy of the podcast um, very cleverly recommends like play songs that are similar. Yeah. It's been playing a bit of Island to me. Okay. And I'm not mad about it. Yeah. They're, they're like, right. like British alt rocks. <laughs> but it, it's like, it's not necessarily like it stands out a lot, but I'm like, Oh, this is all right. And when I've been looking at my phone, I'm like, Oh, it's Island. It's Island. Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Maybe a new artist for Greta, maybe? Oh, maybe. But not like a, I don't think it's going to crack the top 100 at the end of the year. No, maybe not, hey? But I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Yeah, pretty simple version they do. I think all the parts work well. They also have a simple music video that goes along with it. Oh, I didn't see the music video. I didn't see the music video. Um, very, 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 very simple. It's just okay. them in a white space. Um, they're shot at profile, so everybody who's not on drums is facing the right. And everybody on drums, which is one guy, is facing the left. Is it um, like the album artwork? Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Okay, cool. And it's it's made for something called covers. 4K. So covers is like, I guess, an organization that gets people to cover things, like a record label. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, it's very much... Them in silhouette performing it. But not facing the camera. This person says it's one of the most underrated covers of all time. Maybe it's just that it isn't rated. Is that what they mean by yeah. underrated? Like, this is underrated no because very few people have rated it. Yeah, More I, people should rate people, this. People love to call things under and overrated at the drop of a hat, man. <laughs> drop right. of a hat. 
Like, this is a thing I like that I've never talked to anyone about. Boom, underrated. Boom, underrated. Um, but you know what we gotta talk about still? I don't think there's much to say in the music video. They're playing their instruments. Yeah, I've got nothing. All right. And not just because I didn't watch it. Not just because you didn't watch it. Fair enough. But we got to talk about our final cover of the day. Peter Stampful. Hey, this is something. The voice, <laughs> I mean, we're going to talk about the vocals. But First, he... we should talk about Peter Stample and who he is. Okay. Yeah. He is psychedelic folk. Yes. And I kind of like him more when I read about him. Because <laughs> I hated this cover and I paid no attention to it. And then when I started researching him, I was like, this guy would be fun to hang out with. Yeah. You saw he was a little old guy wearing a scarf. Yeah, he's like you... 80. Real something. You fucking lost yeah. your mind. I told you that was gonna happen. <laughs> you, she listened. She's like, "Ugh, this is awful." I'm like, "You're gonna see a picture of this guy, and you're gonna change your mind." <laughs> <laughs> I still hate. I, I mean, I, I really don't like this cover. I don't like his voice. He sounds like it makes me feel like I need to drink water or yeah. cough something out. He sounds like this. It's his dying breath. Yeah. yeah. But oh when, man. You no, he's totally. To- Sorry. There you go, Alex. I was just going to say, yeah, I, I kind of had a similar path where I like, looked him up and I was like, oh, this just seems like a really interesting guy. Like, he's had a cool career. He's worked with a lot yeah. of interesting people. Like He's been around since like the early 60s. Uh, and then, yeah, and he starts to sing and it's like, oh my gosh, this reminds me that mortality exists. <laughs> yeah. And I just feel sad. I have, there is freedom within. It's, it's more like, there is freedom within. Yeah, it's like it truly sounds like they were trying to get him to hospital. He was like, "No, if I'm going out, I'm going out singing a cover of Crowded House." But that must have been intentional. Because when you when you listen to his other music, his other songs, he doesn't sound dying as dead. Yeah, like also when were those ones recorded? Like, well, look at the 20th century. He does like a hundred covers, one for every year. Okay, Peter Stanfield's yeah, 20th, 20th century one about four one in hundred songs. But honestly, like, I listened to the wannabe, the right down the end. I went to, like, the late 90s. Of course. He did th- um, Thwambawamba. Tab something. Is that what it is? Yeah. Like, he doesn't... He's so cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he's he is affecting his voice to sound like death yeah, has come. Yeah, he's doing it on yeah. purpose. Um, but why? Don't know why. Um, What a mad lad. He's crazy. He's out of control. He can't be stopped. He's... His banjo is on acid. That's what I feel like okay. in some of his other covers. But this one just doesn't fit into his, his vibe check. Yeah, it's, uh, we get like wood blo- I was expecting more psychedelic folk on this. I wasn't I expecting was. any psychedelic folk until I looked into this guy and I was like, what? Because <laughs> I, I like was going to take it off and then I found out who he was. I was like, okay, I should put it on. And I heard the violin solo in the middle, and I was like, "Oh, we're going, we're going places here." And then that's just the solo is like that, and nothing else quite reaches that. Yeah, this solo's pretty cool. It's like echoey violin. Yeah, some like phase I don't know if effects. I really took note of this violin. I was too distracted by the voice. I was yeah, also pretty then, like, distracted by the voice. Try to yeah, back his tough. voice with a, a female backing vocal. On the chorus, but it like 
it doesn't help anything, I don't think. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. And it's very, like, yeah, talk singy, because he's, like, doing something to make himself sound like he's fucking dying. Yeah, he's, like, smoking a pack of cigarettes in the studio or something. He's like, got I don't a decade left in him. Look at that guy. But, yeah, bizarre version from a very interesting character. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I you, you could do more covers from what he's done. Like, I feel like oh, he's, yeah, got, he's some got some interesting stuff. Oh, yeah, he's got a wealth to draw on Yeah. I might have to put him on a later list. But what a, what a character. What a character. And, like, yeah, even this, like, now knowing that he is not on the brink of death, or at least wasn't when he recorded this, I'm like, okay, he's he's making weird moves for him. He's like, so I have a little respect for it, even if I don't like the result at all. Yeah. Yeah, no, this, yeah, this cover blows, but <laughs> he himself, it might be a bit of all right. Might be a bit of all right. Um, Alex, anything else to say? No, that pretty much sums it up for me, too. That sums it up. Then we're going to sum it up with our final verdicts. We got three categories today. The worst version, the best version. And the version you'd play in your car if it had a hole in the roof. <laughs> uh, Greta, you are our wonderful guest. Today. Yes. You've been doing so great. So why don't you start us off? What's the worst version of this? And why are you going to say Peter Stample? No. No, okay. I'm saying Hayden T. Okay, good, 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 um, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought everyone was going to say Hayden T. To me, Hayden T. You were just talking a lot of shit on Peter Stample there. So I, I, no, I, I well, was, okay, yeah. It, okay, to be honest, it probably was going to be him. Until then, you found out he was a cute old man, and and yeah, and then you wanted to kiss him and pinch his cheeks. I don't want to kiss him, but maybe a little cheek pinch. Okay. All right, all right. Um, no, it's Hayden T because it just annoys me. Like Peter Peter Stamfell, what's his name? Stamfell, yeah. Like Stamfell. That still, I feel like that fits the tone of the lyrics and the song a bit better. Like Hayden T is just like we're gonna. Do nothing that we makes sense. Yeah, the like voice, that. everything. There's just there's nothing I like about Hayden T. And the world comes, man, man, they hey now, come. Hey now, hey now, hey now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not into it. So uh, that's me. That's Hayden. you, Alex. What's the worst version? Oh, what is the worst version? He's there gonna say someone... crowded house. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> just half of crowded house though. One room of the crowded house. Guess which room? <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, it probably is Hayden T in Generation Y. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, yeah, didn't enjoy it that much. I, I also didn't really enjoy Susan Boyle, though. Uh, but I'm like, eh, no hate Susan Boyle. Um, just not my style. But maybe that's true of Hayden T as well. I don't know, but I gotta give it to someone. And, uh, yeah, it's them. You gotta, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lock it in. Worst version is Hayden T. Yeah. Hey now, hey now. Um, yeah, just not, it's just not what I think of when I think of good music. No. Um. What's the best version though, Greta? Stan Rick. I like <laughs> yeah. the reggae. I Stan do. Rick. I think it's. And once again, I just think where it came in the playlist. Right. Sometimes it up. that bumps cleanser. it up. Is, yeah. 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 It's a palate cleanser. And it's like upbeat. It's fun. I like his vocals. Yeah. It's a bit different. I. It's got a skank on it, as you guys like to say. Yeah. That's just music facts, baby. Um. I. I appreciate it. I like it. I don't normally like the reggae ones, but in this case, it's doing it for me. Fuck yeah. I liked Stanrick. I think, and this is like, I gotta go with Island. Okay. okay. I thought you were based on what you were. 
saying before. Yeah, it, it shouldn't be. It's I, I don't even know if it is that good, but I do like that little guitar. I like the little wailing yeah. guitar. It's, I like it. It's good. Alex yep. was the best version. Yeah, cool. Uh, my favorite was uh, Lolo, I think. Oh, yeah, cool. really like the uh, really like that yeah. beat under there. Uh, there's some cool stuff where it like almost seemed like it'd be kind of like minimalist, but then not really. And then uh, had a nice uh, nice little guitar that comes in as well. Yeah, yeah, Lolo yeah. was good. I liked uh, Sarah Blasco as well for the most part. It's pretty good ones. That one, Lolo yeah, I was kind of going between those two. Those are probably my. Two top ones. Your tops, right yeah. on. Uh, Greta, there's a hole in your car. Yes. Now, are you dri- first, are you driving it or are you towing it? Um, maybe I'm driving the tow truck. There you go. And, <laughs> and what version? No, I'm sitting in the car that's getting towed. That's getting towed. And what version of Don't Dream It's Over are you playing? Island Mahogany, I feel, because yeah. presumably there's a hole in the roof. Mm-hmm. It's hard to hear the song. It's hard to hear the beginning and the end of this song anyway. So, fits in. And I feel like that's, it seems the most kind of hopeless cover. Ah, it matches your sadness at having a hole in the roof. Yeah, so I think I'm going to go with Island. Okay, perfect. Alex. Yeah. You towing or are you driving? Are you skating behind? Are you holding on to the back bumper while on a board? I mean, there's a hole in the roof of my car. I'm definitely trying to solve that problem before I go anywhere. Mm. Yeah. So I'm probably towing. <laughs> you're towing. Fair enough. All right. And while you're towing, what are you listening to? Um, what would, what would, why? I mean, I, I gotta, I gotta chill a bit. It's probably Stan Rick. I gotta, I gotta relax. Yeah. And I, got, I need mm-hmm. some, I need some chill vibes for that. Take her sleazy. Yeah. Um, hundred percent. That's what I was going to do. Hole in the roof. I'm getting towed. I'm sitting in the car. Smoking a doobie. Smoking a joint. Yeah. And <laughs> listening to Stan Rick. Is that what you want to be doing, though? Like, don't you want to enjoy the good vibes and not just have them as a distraction from reality? Oh, no. I want to be distracted from reality. <laughs> There's still a hole in your roof. Yeah, but maybe that's maybe Stanwick is helping me see the bright side of that, you know? It's raining. Yeah. It's definitely like, it's like, <laughs> I, I'll deal the with the hole in the roof, but I got to wait till the car rides over first, you know? Yeah, okay. it's a real, I've done what I can for now. Why, okay. Why don't me and Stanwick just kind of fucking chill? It'd be someone you want in that situation, I guess. Yeah. But that does it for our final verdicts. You got a different opinion, similar opinion. Want to talk about a version we didn't talk about? Hit us up on Twitter. Hashtag CoverMePod. At Jake the Cressy, at some Alex Wise Guys. Send us comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. You can also email those to us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Uh, be sure to rate and review us. We are technically on Spotify. <laughs> Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. Um, tell your friends, neighbors, family, loved ones about us. Uh, what you can do to, to really help promote us is form a synchronized swim team mm. and make make part of your routine forming the words cover me and also making the shape of our uh, our artwork, our, our album artwork. So you're going to need a lot of people probably. but <laughs> And then make sure somebody takes a shot of you aerially so we can spread it around. All in all, it shouldn't cost you any more than like 10 grand to get this all together, I'm thinking. I feel like if you get in the Guinness Book of World Records, largest, m- most amount of people recreating cover art for a podcast. For a podcast. Very, yeah, the more specific you get, the more likely you're in, to get into yeah, the Guinness Book of could, World Records. It could work. But yeah, make that happen. Get in the world book. book get in the records, baby. Get in the record books. <laughs> That's the secret. 
Um, you can find Greta James on Instagram at yes. Poppy Threads Pop Up. You can find her on Facebook at Poppy Threads. You can find her on the streets of Vancouver, a corner, Denman and Robson. Oh, summer long. Oh, summer long. If the sun's out, Greta's out. Sun's out, guns out. That's right, baby. Get the finest clothing in town. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do have a bonus segment today. If you got time, Greta. Uh, yeah, I got time. Okay, don't look at my screen because it's a quiz one. Okay. This one's Uh-oh. called Dream Quiz. So this- <laughs> what are we gonna do? Okay. Is it Australia or New Zealand? No, it's uh. So this is gonna be songs that have dream in the title. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm going to give you a line from you. you got to tell me what song it's from. Okay. Easy peasy. Let's go. First one. Wait, I, do we have to buzzer or just say it? I'll just say it. Okay. I keep my visions to myself. Dreams. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. Alex oh, on the board. One point. Good one, Alex. You know, well, you know, you had it coming to you. Hmm. I don't, I don't know. You know, well, you know, you had it coming to you. Now, there's not a lot I can do. Dreamer. You know you're a dreamer. Super That's tramp. Right, <laughs> Super tramp. Here you go. Two points for Alex. This is rare. Alex is not usually on top in these I feel like, he I feel always like these, these songs me. so far have been <laughs> in my wheelhouse very much. <laughs> okay, um, next one. I believe you can get me through the night. Oh, I know this. Um, I'll accept just the title of the song here because I don't, I didn't know the artist on this one. Dream. You got half of it, Greta. <laughs> Halfway there. Um, can you say the line again? I believe you can get me through the night. Oh man. Daydream. No. Bed dream. Oh, I should have done daydream believers, but mm. I didn't. Uh, I'm like I feel like it's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't quite get it. Let me read you off another. To the four of my here. brain. Um, I believe we can reach the morning light. Oh my gosh. Nothing? Who's it by? Something. It's by it feels Gary weird. Wright. Does that help? Not no, that doesn't help. I might not know this song. All right. I'm going to forfeit you both. That is Dreamweaver. Ah, oh, fucking hell, Dreamweaver. Yeah. Dream I, believe I believe you can get, get me through the night. I don't yeah. think okay, I, know, I that song. know that song. I didn't know the artist. Um, I can laugh it in the face. I don't know any of these. Oh, you know this one. Yeah. I can laugh it in the face? Yeah. Give you a hint, it's in a movie. So, you make my dreams come true? That's correct. Bye. Hollow Notes. That's correct. One point yeah. for Greta, two points for Alex on the board that's here. The you know the preacher likes the cold. Hmm. You know the preacher likes the cold. You know the preacher likes the cold. Can I get a 50-50, please? Um, it's not sparking anything. Not immediately. Let me see if I can find another sort of obscure line. Um, well, I got down on my knees. Wait, dreamer? And I pretend to pray. You know the preacher like the cold. He knows I'm going to stay. Who's it by? Um, if I tell you the name, you'll get the, it immediately. Oh, okay. Is it by Madonna? No. Okay. Um, here's some other stray lines. If I was in L.A. If I wasn't at... Oh, California Dreaming! There you go. Can oh. I? Oh, um... 
Mama's in the no. You had it. Mama's in the poppers. That's correct. Mama's and poppers. Yeah, Two points I for Greta. She's on the board. Don't know the words to that song. Fair enough. I know. That's why I chose those ones because I didn't even know them. I was like, yeah. there's a preacher in this song. There's another song we sang in my school. Oh, weird. We sang California Dreaming along with Heya. Yeah. Once, once we sang Heya. Once you he sung Heya. Um, I walk alone. I walk alone. Boulevards Boulevard of broken, broken dreams. dreams. Okay, Green I'll day. give that to both of you. <laughs> Green day. No. I did Alex already say Green Day? No, he didn't. Okay. Yes, I did. Two points to Greta. I said it. Did you? Oh, oh you said it? All right. Oh, You're yeah, both getting a point. Three points each. You're tied up still. <laughs> I finally found you. My missing puzzle piece. I'm complete. Teenage Dream. Who, who does that? Katy Perry. There you go. Damn, I don't know those words. No. Um, <laughs> that's. I figured I had a couple of classic <laughs> rock ones for you. I figured. No, no, no. That's, that's a good move. That's a good move. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's a big long one. Are you ready for this? So it's 4-3, Greta to Alex. Long before we know ourselves, our paths are already set in stone. Some may never figure out their purpose in life, and some will. There are a lot of us who are caught up in this hell we all live in, content with being blinded by rules and judgment. We live in a world where it's more okay to follow than to lead. In this world, being a leader is trouble for the system oh, we're all oh, accustomed to. Oh, the jewels! It's, um... <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, okay. Being a leader in this day and age is being a threat. Not many it's people... <laughs> What's the song? Oh. <laughs> not many people stood up against the system we all call life. But towards the end of our first ten years of the millennium, we heard a voice. A voice who was speaking to us from oh, the underground God. for some I, time. It's off the, a voice the who spoke one. of vulnerabilities and other human emotions and issues never before heard so vividly and honest. This is the story of a young man Moon who not only believed in himself, no, but his dreams, too. It's, um, oh my god, I know that, uh, it's, I don't know what that song's <laughs> I'm not gonna called. pretend to know the name of this song. Um, is it called <laughs> Dreams? In the beginning. It's got dreams in there, and there are two other words that accompany it. Is it called, Technically, it, uh, the dreams four moon other words. And man. Can, no. Uh, <laughs> moon Man Dreams, Alex's favorite Kid Cudi song. <laughs> I award you both no points, it's In My Dreams Brackets, Cutter Anthem by uh, Kim. I wouldn't Cutter have thought that. Remember the brackets, I don't remember the rest of the Remember the brackets, Sorry, very impressive, Alex. Um, I remember seeing Cutter Anthem when I uh, was looking at the album, that's all. Um, Here's the next one. Half My Life's in Books, Written Pages. Oh, I know this. Um... Dream on, Aerosmith. Hey, there you go, Alex. You've tied it up again, four to four. That was actually the last one. I don't okay. have a tiebreaker. Ah, <laughs> uh, good, good show, good show. Yeah. Good show. Um, but ties go to the guests. So congratulations, Greta James. I think that's the first time I've won a bonus segment. It was, it was neck and neck. Do I get a trophy? Um, you get me. Oh. 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 That does it. For today's episode of Cover Me, and as we always say on Cover Me, in the paper today, tales of war and of waste, but you turn right over to the Cover Me.